to Lit, Ladies in Power podcast, with me, your host, Lady Charlotte. Today's guest is BAFTA award-winning Gail Porter, one of the most influential TV presenters from the 90s. Presenting shows like Top of the Pops, Fully Booked, The Big Breakfast, Movie Chart Show, and Dead Famous. While filming Dead Famous in the States, she began to lose her hair to alopecia and has since become an ambassador to raise awareness of this autoimmune condition brought on sometimes by stress. Also, later in life, Gail was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and has since shone the spotlight on her own mental health in the hope that it will bring an understanding to a condition that afflicts more people than we know, especially with COVID. Please welcome Gail Porter. Hi, Gail. Thank you so much for becoming part of my podcast today. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Thank you very much for asking me. Oh, no worries. I'm really excited to uh, talk to you. And I know you've just uh, been awarded a BAFTA as well. So congratulations on that. I know. I mean, could you imagine? I never thought in a million years that I would get to say, before my 50th birthday, I'm going to go, and I got a BAFTA in it. (laughs) (laughs) But do you know what? I've not actually seen it. So because of lockdown, they couldn't actually give it to you. So I've not seen it. But I'm sure it looks pretty somewhere. (laughs) And you won that BAFTA um, because you did a documentary where you went back to Scotland, didn't you? Is that right? Yeah, the whole documentary was about um, mental health and um, labels. And so, yeah, I went back to sort of find out where my issues had come from and and I got to speak to lots of um, different psychologists and doctors and and um, find out you know where stress and, and anxiety comes from so yeah it was kind of it was it was it was amazing it was hard work because obviously you're having to sort of go back to your demons and stuff but it paid off and it was amazing to go home and I wish I was back in Scotland right now but unfortunately I can't go home whereabouts in Scotland are you from? I'm from Edinburgh. Oh, lovely. I went to Edinburgh for my 30th birthday, actually. Beautiful. Where did you Where did you stay? I'm trying to remember the name of where I stayed, but I remember going for, what's that, a really lovely hotel that's there, near the, near the Balmoral? Oh, yeah, the Balmoral, that's lovely, yeah. Afternoon tea. I'm never going to pour tea in the same way after going in there. They're like that, aren't they, with the teacups? Oh, absolutely amazing, yeah. <laughs> did you enjoy yourself? Pardon? Did you enjoy yourself? Oh, I loved it. Well, my, my father's family um, is Scottish, so my maiden name is Robertson. So we've got a tartan. So, um, oh, you've got yeah. a tartan. Oh, check you out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And actually, we went back with my husband. Uh, it was our first Christmas. It was, no, it was our second Christmas together, but first with our son, Alfie. We went to uh, Perthshire, um, and we stayed there, and we did some archery on Boxing Day for Christmas. It's lovely, really lovely. I love Scotland. Yeah, pasture's lovely. I mean, the whole of Scotland's just beautiful. It is. I would say that because I'm biased. But... <laughs> <laughs> and um, so you kind of, you know, have had an amazing career as a TV presenter. Massive fan of you, Gal. I remember you on Top of the Pops back in the day. In the 90s, I loved it. All the shows and the big breakfast as well. Um, Did you always kind of want, when you were a child, did you always kind of want to go into presenting or that kind of industry? 
do you know what to be honest with you i always just knew that i was slightly not right so <laughs> i wanted to be princess leia i wanted to be in star wars i wanted to i just always wanted you know i'd go to the career officer at, at school we used to have them i don't know you're probably too young but i'd go to the career officer good right so anyway um when i leave school i'm gonna be in star wars he's like no you're not gail you're just not <laughs> Oh, yes, I am. So, yeah, my brain was always, like, going off. And uh, I, I just wanted to do something something that made me happy. So when I started off as a runner, I was making teas and coffees um, as a runner. So you work in a production company and you yeah. just... Yeah. But do you know what? I wasn't getting paid and I didn't care because it made me smile and it made me happy. And I was around people. I just always did not want to go to a job that would make me unhappy. So I thought, well, if I don't get paid and I'm smiling, then I'm winning. Because my dad used to work in production, he still does, uh, kind of now works in production. So as a kid, I used to always go with my dad on Saturdays and stuff behind the scenes. So I remember, I loved it. And I remember in the 90s, the shows like The Word and I went on behind the scenes on Big Breakfast and stuff like that. And I think it was just a really cool time in the 90s it was the best and I, I feel like my daughter she's 18 now oh my gosh I've got an 18 year old but um she, I, I show her bits and pieces I was like do you know what that was you know, I didn't mind getting up at two o'clock in the morning to get in a cab to go to the big breakfast to do the script readings to be live at 7 a.m do you know what we didn't care it was fine it was just fun and I was like you watch the telly now and I think oh my gosh it's just miserable and boring and it definitely doesn't have that same vibe. No, definitely. I think we should bring it back before I blink and pop my clogs. We should just get everyone from the 90s, just have one big, huge party and oh. just do a massive programme. We'll get the words, we'll get the big breakfast. We're all, all in one. Like do oh, a 24 hour that. marathon of madness. Oh, I'd love that. Because there was a lot of music. It was kind of like music was very much involved in that. And I know that you, you love music. And all of that. It was just, uh, yeah, I'm definitely up for that. As long as I'm invited. <laughs> I might have only been a kid then. But, you can sense it. Well, us oldies will just be partying in the background. There we go. It's happening. It's going to happen. So it's such a crazy world that we're living in right now with COVID. I mean, I, I kind of thought it would be over by now. It's over in a, nearly a year that we've been like this. And I think, you know, one thing that has really stood out for me, um, which has been more acceptable, has been the topic of mental health. Um, before, years ago, it was kind of a bit more of a taboo. You know, even if people did have mental health issues, you didn't really talk about it. You didn't discuss it at all. And um, I know that you've had um, your challenges in the year as very much being open about your mental health and, and your journey. Um, how have you found COVID and how have you found lockdown? Um, well to be honest with you um yeah it's been tricky but i i think i've got a good look i've got a good outlook on life and i've got a good idea of perce perception but um my dad died in spain um two weeks before lockdown the first lockdown so i had to fly out to spain and identify him and then bring him back um get him cremated bring him, i didn't bring him back <laughs> it sounds weird but anyway brought him back and then lockdown was on March the 23rd, which was my birthday. And I was like, seriously? <sighs> so I put my dad into the spare room and I was like, we are so not talking. <laughs> we are so not talking. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but do you know what? My dad would have laughed and it, it, it was what it was. So, um, yeah, so I spent about the first six months literally 
trying to deal with legal stuff. So it kind of, and then I got COVID at the beginning. So I was oh, ill. did you? Yes. Yeah, what was so it was like? Free. What was it like? Yeah. Oh, great fun. No, it was, um, no, I just, well, I don't know if I definitely did, but I was like coughing nonstop, couldn't smell anything, couldn't taste anything. I was out of breath, just going up the stairs. And usually I run 5K in the morning and I just could not move or and I was sleeping endlessly. So um, the doctor said that we had to do it over the phone and he said, I think you've pretty much had it. So just stay in and don't do anything. So yeah, and I was like, dad, again, spare room, okay? So um, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I was gonna say, my, my nan, uh, I was very close to him, my dad's mum, unfortunately she passed away a few weeks ago. Um, she was actually sick. She actually caught um, COVID. Uh, she went into hospital for something not related at all and then caught it and died. So it's been really hard, but my nan always made me laugh. She was like, in, have you seen Catherine Tate, the nan in that? Yeah, is she, is she Catherine Tate nan? <laughs> Effing and blinding and it was just, that was her. But it's lovely, even now after she, she's passed away, that it's like you said, of your dad, you can still laugh and have good memories. I said, do you know what? I always think, you know, no one would want you to be unhappy. I know my dad would not want me to sit and feel sorry for myself. So I, I think of fun things. Like I think about my grandpa and my grandma and yeah, you, you do the right thing. Keep smiling because they would not want you to be unhappy. Is that, yeah, it's absolutely true. So I've also been told that you're like a, uh, a keen exercise. I mean, you just mentioned it before, uh, kickboxing. Do you think that kind of helped with mood? A bit of exercise. Uh, I thought you meant like I was. I'm not going to kick anyone, but um, yeah, no, I did kick. Well, I did karate since I was seven, six. Oh or wow! Seven. And then I took up kickboxing. So I've got two second dan black belts in kickboxing and martial arts. No way! Black yeah. belt. Small but second dan, my friends. Second dan, but <laughs> small but deadly small but deadly but do you know what i think exercise is a great thing for mental health definitely 100 percent. you don't have to be a kickboxer you don't have to be a tennis player do you know what just even just going for a walk really helps i went for a walk today which was a really bad idea because it's so snowy i nearly <laughs> fell twice and i was like i really don't want to knock myself out in public it'd be really embarrassing <laughs> it is really important i mean my husband he's he's much better than i am the exercising but he goes out um every morning he, um, my husband, he goes for a walk. He goes for like a 5K. He's doing a bit of a walk and a bit of a jog. Depends on what mood he's in. Um, but I do the same. What jog, what jog. It doesn't matter as long as I'm out. Yeah, because I was, you know, we're in the South Bank, so it's lovely. So he kind of walk all different parts of London. and I walk there about once a week. I just, got, just go down there on my bike and then I just walk along the South Bank. It's lovely. I'll so meet you next time. time. I was about to say, yeah, let me know next time you're there. We'll have like a, a, a faraway coffee. <laughs> I'll be the bold one. You can spot me. <laughs> well, actually, that leads me on to another question that I wanted to ask you today. Um, I know that you uh, have alopecia um, and you've got alopecia. I think it first started when you were filming a show in the States. Is that right? Um, yeah, that's right. How, how have you found having alopecia has impacted your life or... You know, how has it changed you from having it? Do you know what? I think it's made me, yeah, better and more aware. And um, I don't know, when it happened, I was so shocked. I didn't, I'd never even heard of alopecia. And then suddenly I had it. And then 
you know, I thought either I'm going to take this on the chin and, and be, you know, take it, just have it. And um, I did. And, of course, you know, I have, I have bad days sometimes, you know, and I can be walking down the street and I feel like, why did this happen to me? But um, but then other days I think, Do you know what, I'm strong and I've taken, I'm not going to wear a wig and I'll be myself and bring it on. And if you're going to be mean to me, you don't know I've got two second down black belts, mofo. <laughs> it's amazing i think it's so so commendable and especially now like with social media and stuff like the pressures of looking the best and with all these filters and there's just so much pressure and people to sometimes not be comfortable in their own skin so i just think you're well apparently apparently in lockdown if you're on reality telly you can go to dubai because that's fine. What is that all about? Seriously, I'd rather be bold and in London and be caring and looking after other people than being one of these people. What even is an influencer? Can someone explain that to me? What is an influencer? I don't actually know. I, I don't know. Thank you. But I think, Thank I you. I don't know. And I did see that, actually. I saw that and in, the, in some other place, it was like Mexico now, like work trips. And I just, just kind of thought... What it yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. That doesn't at all. I'm, I'm very no, confused. Anyway, who cares? But do you know what? It makes me, it doesn't make me laugh. It kind of makes me cringe at one point. And then you just think, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be bald with a cat in my flat. <laughs> oh my God. And also, so your um, people were, a few of our listeners would be probably quite interested to know this, but your bum, <laughs> Gail, <laughs> yeah. is quite famous in its own rights. And it's actually made an appearance in the House of Parliament. Some people might be interested to know. Yeah, for all you young people out there, um, yeah, in 1999, <laughs> I did um, a photo shoot for a magazine called FHM, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, it was a lads mag type thing. And they took a picture of my backside and then <laughs> they, um, <laughs> they didn't tell me. And I, um, what they did was I, I got up in the morning and BBC News was on and I was in the bathroom doing my teeth and then they were going blah 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 Gail Porter and I was like oh my god I'm on the BBC News what have I done I haven't done anything have I oh my gosh and then I went and my arse was literally on the whole of the House of the Parliament so um FHM did a publicity stunt for their magazine didn't tell me didn't get paid for it and there it was and my mum was on the phone going you've done what <laughs> Sorry, don't know. She's like, you must. I was like, I didn't know, Mum. I went, they didn't pay me, they didn't do anything. I did not know. And and these were the days way before Kim Kardashian. Just saying, girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kardashian. But um, yeah, she she makes money out of it. I didn't. <laughs> Her mum's super super intelligent when it comes. I to know. Money. I love Kris Jenner. I really do. I think she's brilliant. It's all of them kids. I mean, I've got five, and so I just don't know. How to You've got five children. Yeah, I've got five. Five kids, Gam. In lockdown, <laughs> and my husband and two dogs. I don't even know I'm still sitting here. To be honest, I'm joking. I love and them all. How old are you? I'm 34. 34. I should be interviewing you. <laughs> well, I had my first daughter, Paris, when I was 17. Uh, first time on Valentine's Day, got pregnant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I had Sky when I was 21. So Paris is 16 now. She was 17 this year, I can't believe it. 
and Sky's almost 13. And then I thought, and I thought yeah, whatever, maybe 60. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just mad. And then I had the two girls and I thought that was it. I thought that like, that was it. And then I met my husband um, and we've been together for four years and we've had three kids in three years. Oh, right. So, okay. Right. I'm getting, I'm getting the story. Okay. Well, yeah. do you know what? You look great. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm just really excited to be um, having chats with people in the kitchen. <laughs> oh my God, you've got five kids. I can't even get laid. <laughs> That's not even a joke. That was actually for real. <laughs> it's not actually online dating. I was talking to um, Lara, a UK actually matchmaker. I can tell you uh, do some tips actually I picked up from that. Love online dating. Would you be interested in doing some online dating? Literally anything. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not very pretty to look at because I've got no hair and yeah. But, I would just um, say that, girl. I mean, no, seriously. I think having women that have either no hair like yourselves or really short hair, you have to have quite a you know a great face to pull it off. And I think you do. I think you pull it off great. I think I look like the moon. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. It's all right. I just feel like, you know, I thought by the time I was 50, I did not think I'd be living with a cat. Have you, are, you, have you, are you 50 now? Are you almost... I'm going to be 50 uh, March 23rd. Oh, yeah. March coming up. Wow. So, yeah. It's a big one, Gail. Yeah. Well, my plan was huge party, DJs, you know, living my youth of the 90s. And I'm thinking it's probably going to be lockdown in the house with the cat. Yeah. Well, um, my daughter, Pat, um, sorry, Sky is 13 on the 5th of March. Do you remember the kids, yeah? <laughs> You have to think of which one. <laughs> no, but Sky's 13 and same thing. She wants to have like a big party for being 13 and all of this. But yeah, I think we're going to be doing like a, a lockdown party. I think I think what's going to happen is that there's going to be so many birthdays. We're all going to get together at some point once this has ended. And it's going to be one massive party. I agree. I'm, I'm, I really miss like events and like even just restaurants and just interaction and stuff like that. I'm just really looking forward to it. Just going for lunch or something. Yeah, it's just, oh, yeah. Fingers crossed. I'm hopeful. I'm still hopeful. You were also in Celebrity Big Brother a few years ago. How was that? And how did you cope in there? Um, well, yeah, basically I was skinny at the time and then they offered it to me. And it was, it was difficult, to be honest with you, because I'm not, I don't know, I like my own space and stuff. But, you know, it was a job and it was do you know what? There was parts of it that was quite funny, and you'd have a bit of a laugh. But then there was other parts when I just want to go to the Big Brother room and just press the buzzer and go and just get me out of here, just because everyone like um, it was America versus the UK. So okay. there was a lot of art people. People in these sort of programs, they don't argue quietly. They don't go, oh, actually, I've got this to say, or I've got that to say. They go, M and M and M and all the time. And I'm a bit like, you know, I don't like confrontation. And so they're all screaming all the time. And what kind were, of celebs was in there? Who, who are you in there with? I don't even know. Um, no, it was, um, who was in there? Oh, my God. Um, there was, um, I don't remember. <laughs> Um, uh, fat, fat man scoop, fat man scoop. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there was our um, oh my god, I just, don't ask me because they're all going to go. Do you not remember us? No, not really. Uh, Bobby Dabra was in there. 
Armist Ar Armakov. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was just a weird bunch of people that I don't know, and they didn't know me, so it was just <laughs> sort of went in and did a job. And do you know, it'll probably come back to me. There was um, Natasha Hamilton from Atomic Kitten. She was adorable. Oh. Um, there was Cherie Houston from oh, yeah. She was in there. Um, somebody from the bill. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I plucked it out of my mind because I just wanted to forget it happened. But it was kind of like, yeah, we went in there and everyone was um, very loud and very, oh God, Janice Dickinson. Janice. Janice. Oh, yeah. That's not a, a quiet argument. I can say oh, that. my God. There's actually a clip of her screaming at something when I'm going, Can I get you breakfast or something? She's going, Yeah, toast. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, my God. It, that, that was what it was like. It was just endless, like madness. And I kept going into the Big Brother room and buzzing the buzzing and going, Hi, Gail, how can we help you? And I went, Please get me out of here. Get me out. <laughs> And they're going, well, you can't leave um, until you get voted off. I was like, please, anyone that's watching this, vote me out, please. I'm begging you from the bottom of my heart, get me out of here. And then we had the after party, like when we all got out. And um, uh, I can't, oh, what was the One of the Baldwin brothers was in, because they're always in Big Brother. But, um, but one of them, I voted him out. And then he was the first person at the after party. So it's just me and him. And he's like, I saw. <laughs> I saw that you voted me out. I was like, anyway, lovely <laughs> to see you. And then everyone was like swapping numbers at the end of the party going, oh, let's keep in touch. I was like, it's never going to happen. Never <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> so Carla, if you ever, if you ever do it, just do, walk, go in, take the cash, walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever do anything like that again? Would you ever do any more reality TV? Do you know what? I've always wanted to do the jungle just because it looks fun. But um, I'm not a huge fan of reality telly. Would you um, Would you be alright with the eating? You know, the when you've got to have all the different foods in the jar. I always think that's the one that I would struggle with. I think. Do you know what? I think that I'd probably give anything a go at the moment. But <laughs> uh, I would definitely. I think, not you, I think you'd be pretty good at it, girl. I mean, with your black belt you and stuff. Like, yeah, no, I definitely do. I think you'll be brilliant. Do you know? I would never do dancing on ice because that just looks sore and horrible. It doesn't get a lot of injuries, don't they, on, on these yeah. shows? I don't like it. I mean, I, I went to the shops today and it's been snowing and I nearly <laughs> slipped and that was scary. So could you imagine me on the ice, 24? No, that's not going to happen. So coming back to what we spoke about before with your amazing BAFTA, you're going to be hopefully getting soon. That documentary um, you had to film, it was, it was kind of like a little bit about finding yourself um, and, you know, your life and stuff like that. How did you, how did you find going back um, do you know, um, I'm glad I did it, but um, I, it was it was really hard. It was really hard. And my poor director, Anne-Claire, um, I think she took the brunt of me just going, shut up, I don't even know. And, she's, and she, she stuck by me the whole time. And I don't really have a bad temper, but because I think we were touching on things I didn't really want to touch on, she was the one that took it because there was only a small crew of us and she was the one going right we're going to film here i was like are we are we really <laughs> it was like being married so yeah that's why i just got rid of that marriage after a year but anyway yeah it was it was hard but it was um it was it was nice to see places and see people that i haven't seen before and actually 
talk about something that affects so many of us you know it's mental health effects especially now more than ever this is a thing that we should all be talking about we should not be ashamed about we should not think that we're on our own we're not on our own we're all going through this and the more we talk about it then yeah because this is actually this is actually how um lip started this podcast about empowering women it it started off kind of with my own journey i've had um things happen to me when i was younger in my early teens that kind of uh, left me a bit traumatized but i never looked at it like that and i'd carry on going through life and kind of had a bit of a taboo and a mindset about mental health and i just had this oh i'll just get on with it oh i'll just get on with it and get on with it and get on with it and then yeah, but you know what? You need to you need to speak. You need to tell someone. You need a hug. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely, hundred percent. And I mean, it, it led me to such a place where I think um, you might know about. I think I've read somewhere that you kind of slept on a bench at, at one point and stuff like that. I I was homeless, so I um, ended up going from you know being an Essex girl, all this kind of stuff, and not dealing with any of this uh, kind of trauma, and yeah, ended up homeless, having dealing with things with drink and, and with drugs and stuff like that, and all kinds of stuff, and went off, off the rails, which now has kind of led me to uh, work really closely with the Marlebone Project, um, going back and helping women, and, and kind of raising awareness, because it wasn't until I started talking, and I'm a massive advocate for EFT, so Emotional Freedom Technique Therapy, uh, which was very much going back. So I went back to that 13, 14 year old and went back to that. That must have been tricky. It was, it was, it, you know, it took quite a few sessions even just to get back to that point and allowing myself to even go there because I created this massive wall and it was just hard for that to break that down. But honestly, because you kind of, in EFT, you kind of go under in your kind of subconscious mind. Um, and literally when I come back out of it after having that experience, I felt completely different. I felt like lighter and like I'd let go of something. It was just amazing. Well, I am so pleased that you've got through this and you've got your lovely husband and your lovely children that you can't remember their names, but you know, you get <laughs> <laughs> for ages and stuff. No, but you're, you're a strong woman and you've done an amazing thing. And I'm, I'm so pleased to hear this and you should be telling other people your story because it will make other people Oh, you're amazing. You're amazing. And you've got great oh. lipstick. <laughs> oh, well, that leads me quite nicely onto my next segment in the show. So all of my guests, gal, I get on here, I get to have a little look and a little butchers inside their beauty bags. I say beauty bags because actually some guests don't have makeup bags. They've all different names, all different names. But I'd love to have a look inside your makeup bag. So what have you got for me? <laughs> do you know what? I don't know if you can tell by looking at me, but I don't do makeup and obviously I don't do hair so I have got the tiniest bag like this oh a bit pearlescent like that like that it's very small but do you know what's in it it's like I've only got four things that's oh. it four I'm gonna guess what areas though are they eyes what, what skin I've got this which is bare minerals so it sort of like makes your face like kind of not yeah. blotchy and so i've got the, the brush to put that on <laughs> which brush do this... you use which brush do you use bare minerals one. Oh yeah oh yeah and then i've got mascara because when i lost my um hair my eyelashes fell out all my hair fell out so basically i am like a massive baby with tits i have got no hair 
There is no hair. <laughs> That's actually really interesting, actually, because I never actually thought about thought about it like that. So you lose your eyelashes and eye and eyebrows as well. Everything, everything, Ryan. Eyebrows, eyelashes, everything. All body hair, nothing whatsoever. But my eyelashes, for whatever reason, they grew back last year. So I'm wow. using Bad Gal Bang Bang. What even that is? What even is that? It's from Benefit. They're the best mascaras, Benefit. They're my favourite. Well, I just say, you know, I've got nothing else. I, I don't have to, like, shave. I don't have to shave my legs. I don't have to do anything. And as soon as my eyelashes grew back, I was like, I am so having that. And so I put it on every morning. And then the other thing I got was this thing, which is called a Colour Strike by Maybelline. Oh, lovely. Is that for your lips? Well, you can oh, put it on your eyes, you can put it on your cheek. I don't know. I don't actually know, to be honest with you. Um, I just buy shit <laughs> to make oh, me no, feel that better. Sounds, that's that's it. That's all I've got. <laughs> well, you're still looking amazing. And I think with that Maybelline stick that you mentioned, I love that, where you can get a product that has multiple use. So you can use it a bit here and a bit there and everything, so. My daughter's like, what, what do you actually use that for? I went, don't care, just put it anywhere. And she's like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, make it, because my daughter is like, she knows everything about makeup and me, not bothered. <laughs> don't they now though? It's just a completely different generation. Like with my girls, they look on YouTube and stuff like that and they learn all of these amazing tricks. It's like, I know. Wow. My daughter actually put her hair in socks. It's like wrapped it around I've in seen socks. that. Did you see that? And I was yeah, like, you're just going off now because mum's got no hair and you're using my socks to twirl your hair. <laughs> what is, was it it's supposed to make it all kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I saw that. It's like a, like a TikTok hack and you wrap it. Yeah, that's right. You wrap it around and then you let go and then it becomes like um, all these amazing curls and stuff. I don't, I don't yeah, she was kind of but... curly in the morning. She's like, what do you think? Yeah. But I was like, my socks? Seriously? <laughs> So if you've got two children, is that right? No, just one. Just one. Oh, okay. One just child, one, one ex-husband, one cat. <laughs> Lovely. Keep it simple. <laughs> so have you got anything else coming up for any of our listeners to... There is quite a lot coming up, but unfortunately, as usual, we're not allowed to say too much. I've got my book coming out, so I think that's oh, coming I think that should be coming out in summertime. And um, yeah, there's there's quite a lot of really good fun things, but obviously with the pandemic and we don't know, we were I was supposed to be filming now in Scotland, but obviously that's not happened. So I don't want to say anything because I don't want to jinx it, but it hopefully will all be happening and I'll be home in Scotland and filming all the way up to the Highlands and the Islands. And oh, I really hope so. Yeah, because I love my, Scotland. Oh my God, it's I find the best. so peaceful there. I just find it like I'm at peace when I'm there. It's just beautiful. Well, my grandmother was from the Orkney Islands, so way up. So, um, and I've actually never been. So, your dog, your dog hates me, or have you just <laughs> on your dog? Right, it's a little. Uh, grab him. Come on then. This is a dollar. Oh, how tiny! There's two. I've got Billy and Dollar. But Donna just the one who loves the cuddles the most. <laughs> uh, so she's so uh, he or she? He. Oh, he's lovely. He I only went to go and get one gal, and there was just two of them in the litter, and they were laying oh, yeah. together. And I was like, I can't, I can't. See no, you can't, you can't see that. No, you have to take the two. 
<laughs> and then I'll come and dog sit for you. Yay! But so when we go for a walk on the south bank, you bring the doggies. I will, but they've got they've got this uh small dog syndrome. They just any other dogs than any other like bigger dogs oh, grumpy. down the <laughs> south bank and it's super embarrassing. So if anyone sees me down the south bank, woman with these two yappy dogs, you know. No, it's fine. Like... I've got small lady <laughs> syndrome, so we're all we can all just be grumpy together. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. So look at that. <laughs> so with your book that's coming out is that going to be kind of centered around mental health and your yeah it's, um, yeah it's it's a little bit like um yeah it's 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 called well the working title is called 28 days so it was about being sectioned and stuff like that so it's kind of happy then sad then happy but it's kind of taking a light-hearted look but also a serious look at you know what things you know your mental health can do to you like you know from being up there and doing top of the pops to suddenly being in a institution and then sleeping on a bench and then thinking I'm never going to get myself back up again and then I'm sort of hoping that it's going okay now so yeah just about the trials and tribulations of our wonderful lives well I think that sounds that's amazing and I'm really real as well and really honest I think you're amazing for telling your story Oh, that's very kind of you. But I don't think so. I think we should all, the more we talk, the better everybody else feels, you know. I agree. I think sharing the experiences, I think, is really important because even even somebody listening to this now, if you know, if they want to talk about mental health because it's so, you know, everyone's experiencing it at the moment and it's so out there and, you know, the advice is to, to speak to people and, and to talk. Pick up the phone. I'm an ambassador for the Samaritans and I'm not ashamed to phone them up because you know what? When you pick up the phone to the Samaritans, then they don't ask any questions. They don't and you can actually just talk. And sometimes that's all you need to do. You can phone your friends, you can phone anyone, but if you don't want your friends to know, you've always the Samaritans are always there. There's always someone. There's always someone. You know, we've got so many social media, Instagram, you've got your Twitters, you've got people can just contact people. There's always somebody there. Believe you me. <laughs> and how does and how do people at home? Are you on uh, Twitter or Instagram or anything? People can find you. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> I'm on Twitter twenty four seven because basically, <laughs> a I'm old, b I'm single, and c I've got insomnia. So I am on Twitter. It's just Gail Porter. And on Instagram, I am Gail Porter. And on Facebook, I've got absolutely no idea, but I know that I've got a wee black dress on in the picture. <laughs> Okay. I, think, I think there's about 10 of us so i don't know i've got no idea i'm not very good at facebook i'm really shit at facebook actually <laughs> but you can do find you, me do you enjoy twitter then because tw everyone oh, has i love twitter go i love twitter that's my thing because the thing is i can just go i'm awake anybody else awake at 3 a.m and then you get and i don't know these people don't know them but i know that certain people will say i'm awake too how are you feeling and the nice thing is, I don't know them, but they're being kind. I've never had a, a troll on any, I think I had one. Oh my God, this was the best troll I've ever had in my entire life. He was like, some bloke just went, hey, Baldy, I bet you've got no public hair. And I was like, damn it, it's pubic. You even spelt that wrong. <laughs> you didn't even troll me correctly. That's amazing. <laughs> I think trolling is like a, a big, 
a big subject as well, especially from home. I mean, I've experienced a little bit, nothing kind of too, too bad, but it- You just, just press block, delete, report. Yeah, I, th well, I do. I you should. Why, why would somebody troll you? Do you know why they would? Because they're probably envious or they're just bored. So anyone that trolls is is a bully and is something that's got nothing to do with our lives. So anybody out there that ever gets trolled, block, report, delete. See you later. Yeah, that's exactly exactly how I feel. I mean, I've had it not not too much, but it's kind of especially with me uh, going back even now speaking to you and my confidence has grown quite a lot from where I was being in a homeless shelter even a few years ago and now really having that confidence to speak out about things that are really, really hard. Um, you know, putting myself out there, that vulnerability. And then, yeah, you do get some people saying some things here and there. So I do the exact same thing. Just report, block, delete. Exactly. Do you know what? You've come a long way. We're still here. Who cares what anyone else thinks, really? Absolutely. But... Yeah, I'm going to have to let you go now. I don't want to, but we're going to have to link up down the South Bank, 100%. Well, you've got my number, so yeah. we'll, we'll keep in contact. Happen. Thank you so much. And you're a wonderful human being, and don't ever forget that. Oh, same to you. Thank you so much, Gal. I'd love, love to meet your dog. Oh, yeah, so glad <laughs> Oh, it's Dollar. Forgetting the dog's names now, Gal. Yeah. <laughs> I love you oh, even I more. Like. What's it? <laughs> How many kids have I got? I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.